Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Byers, and today I want to talk to you about the goodness of the Lord. Nahum 1-7 simply says, God is good. Yes, he is. He is absolute goodness. And, you know, we have a beautiful promise in Jeremiah 31, 14 that says, My people shall be satisfied with my goodness. Satisfied, it means satiated and filled and delighted with the goodness of the Lord. You know, he's even better than we think. And Psalm 23 tells us that surely goodness, goodness and mercy will follow us all our days and will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So in uh, 2021, I had two interesting encounters with the Lord about his goodness. One was I was in church, well, both of them I was in church, and uh, that Sunday morning, the pastor had preached about having dreams and desires from the Lord that are so big they scare us, which was a little scary in itself. And then he um, invited us to just ask the Lord, what do you have? What do you want me to see? What should I believe you for that's so big it's scary? And immediately, so I asked the Lord, and immediately what came to mind was a friend of mine. And I just sort of like I glanced and in the spirit saw her just over my right shoulder. And as I turned fully around to look, behind her in a fan were so many, many people following and I thought, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but out of my mouth, I said, come on, let's go find the goodness of the Lord. And so today maybe is a fulfillment of that, that I'm saying to people following, come on, let's go find the goodness of the Lord, because he's promised if we search for him, we will find him, and goodness is one of his primary characteristics. Then another morning in worship, I was just worshiping the Lord, and the Lord said, reach up your hand and touch my goodness. Now, I've never had him say something like that. So when I reached up my hand, and I, I literally reached my hand up and, um, and looked to the Lord, I saw his hand coming down to touch mine with his goodness. N.T. Wright says, you become like what you worship when you gaze in awe, admiration, and wonder at something or someone, you begin to take on something of the character of the object of your worship. We can take on his goodness as we worship him. The goodness of God refers to his abundant generosity and his mercy, as well as his excellence of character and uprightness of heart. His goodness is just the very essence of his nature, and it is bound up in every way he expresses himself. So I want to uh, just talk about seven points about uh, God's goodness. The first thing is he took our sin-dead lives and brought us to salvation and made us alive in Christ. Ephesians 1 in the message says, long before he laid down earth's foundation, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. 
long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Christ Jesus. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. That is the goodness of the Lord. In his goodness, he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we could become his righteousness. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Now, this is what goodness looks like. Psalm 86, 5. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in loving kindness to all who call on you. We call on him and he turns that goodness full force toward us. And we can just, you know, encourage our own soul as we meditate on his goodness. Our soul is made glad. It's made full when we meditate because there's just honestly no way we can exaggerate his, his goodness. Second thing is we see his goodness in what he does and what he gives us. Just read the Psalms. It's uh, again and again. It talks about the gift, the gifts of God, the goodness of God, the creation of God. Uh, Psalm eighty-five, twelve: The Lord will give what is good. So Bill Johnson wrote a book called God Is Good, and he says, "God's goodness is beyond our ability to comprehend, but not our ability to experience. Our hearts will take us." where our heads can't fit. Yeah, we have to experience his goodness to really know it. Our understanding many times comes after we've experienced and we're able to just declare, God is so good in the midst of our difficulties. God is so good in the midst of our joys. God is so good. It's when we experience and encounter it. It's like Moses, he said, you know, can I see you? And the Lord said, well, you know, when I pass by, you can see my goodness when I pass by. And it changed his countenance. And it'll change our countenance when we know and walk in the goodness of God. Third thing I want to say about it is the truth the enemy wants to steal. He really wants us to look at situations and circumstances and say, hmm, I don't know, is God really good? I mean, have you ever been wounded? Sure. Have you ever been disappointed? Of course. Uh, and in that, have you ever been tempted, even just a bit, to doubt God's goodness? Is he really that good? So that's the ploy of the evil one to distract us and to implant doubt so that we don't walk in the, the sureness, the security of knowing his goodness. And if we aren't sure about his goodness, if we aren't utterly convinced, then we're not anchored when the difficulties come or when the questions come. We can just drift away. Um, in Psalm 27, David said he would have despaired unless he believed he would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So the enemy's design is for us to despair, but we have an antidote. We're gonna live to see the goodness of God. And God's all answer always is for us to hope in his goodness. So the enemy will accuse. He'll accuse us to us. He'll accuse God to us. And we need to meet that accusation with a confident assertion, a confident declaration. God is good and I trust him. I hope in him. I will wait on him. 
So we've got to adjust our thinking sometimes to the real of who God is. Fourth thing is, what draws God's goodness to us? Can we draw his goodness to us? Uh, we need to know that because we want to experience his goodness. Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. So when we wait on the Lord in the sense of, I'm looking to you. Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm watching to see what you're doing. I'm, I'm trusting my whole life. And when our heart is open and vulnerable and surrendered and receptive, we're going to experience his goodness. It's the one who waits on the Lord, and it's the one who seeks him. We seek the Lord with a whole heart, and we're going to find his goodness. The fifth thing is God's goodness looks like abundance. That's what it looks like. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I don't know how you get more past abundant, but you can. So in we look at Psalm 13 and we see David crying out to the Lord in great distress. I mean, he was facing some overwhelming circumstances and he just as we should, lays it all out before the Lord. And then in verse five, he says, but I have trusted in your loving kindness. And then he says, I'm gonna sing about your goodness because I remember the bountiful way you have dealt with me. So God's goodness looks like bounty. And we need to remind ourselves. we need to remember his goodness and encourage ourselves in difficult times and places God is good. And you know, the enemy just wants to steal our memory from us sometimes. Uh, and I mean the memory of the good things that God has done, the sureness of his goodness. God is never, never reluctant to be good to us. He does not withhold his goodness. He is not stingy. Sixth thing is, all that the Father has is ours through Christ. Isn't that amazing? But that's what he says. All the Father has is ours through Christ. And we see the demonstration of God's goodness in the face of Jesus Christ. He walked on the earth. We see him loving people, doing miracles, welcoming the little children, teaching and correcting. And uh, we see his sinless perfection. We see his, uh, the virtue in him of perfect character. So everything he was and everything he touched showed the goodness of God. And he provided everything we need. And he doesn't have hidden agendas. He's not waiting for our mistakes. He's good and he wants to pour out. His goodness and that should just make our future so bright with hope when we meditate on his goodness and if you've never done so I want to encourage you to get a scripture or two about the goodness of God and memorize those scriptures you can start with Nahum 1 7 God is good that's an easy one and just meditate what does that mean the goodness of God uh, the last thing I want to say about it uh, is our faith, our faith. So Hebrews 11:6 says the one that comes to God must believe two things, must believe first that he is, that there is a God who is real, which means he's present with us. 
and second, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the first part of our faith is to believe his reality and his truth, his existence, and that means we also believe he is good. Uh, again, Bill Johnson in the book, God is Good, wrote, what we believe about him will have an effect on our lives in a measurable way because he rewards those who set their heart on discovering him. My faith can only go where I have understanding of his goodness. I'm gonna read that one again. My faith can only go where I have understanding of his goodness. So let's do that. Um, you know, in that dream, I said, come on, let's go find his goodness. Let's do that. Let's set our heart on discovering his goodness because we can expect a reward if we do that. And we can explore, we can taste and see how good he is. Sometimes we're in the land of goodness and we don't even realize it. We're not even aware. We long to experience his goodness, don't we? And he is so very good. And so he's just inviting us, come on, taste and see. And he promises that he'll meet us in that. Um, one of my favorite verses is Psalm 59, 10. My God, in his loving kindness, will meet me. His goodness will encounter us, and he won't fail. David kept on uh, talking about his experience of knowing, uh, Psalm 27, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We're in the kingdom now. We're in the land of the living, and we can really know and experience his goodness. And what I've discovered is I put my heart to studying this, I don't know, a year or two ago, and really just saying, Lord, I wanna receive, I open my heart to receive your goodness. And what I discovered is then I wanted to give that goodness to others. I wanted to be that to others. That same beautiful character of the Lord, that his goodness, it was displayed through me. So may the Lord turn his face toward us and be gracious to us. May we fully take in and believe and rest in his goodness. Receive it into your soul. Come on, let's go find his goodness. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll listen next time again. Well, it's not quite